your old friends, I'm Monday Madness, and welcome back to the Jellyfield Donut Podcast. Yay! Here we go again. Here we go again, indeed. Um, so, we are on episode 22 of our uh, watch along of the Indigo League, the Pokemon series that we all remember from our childhoods. Absolutely. With the biggest rose tinted glasses we could find. <laughs> um, but in fairness. In fairness, these were a good set of episodes. We're, we're on a good set here, I have to say. We just say goodbye to Butterfree because we, yep. we don't need him again there for the rest of the series. And we're never going to look, look back and go, what would Butterfree have done in this I situation? I don't think you even hear any reference to him again. No, he's just, he just he's, he's retconned. Yeah. Completely. Like, if he, He's gone, he's gone to live in a farm, James. And that's all we need to know. What are you talking about? You never had a Butterfree? No, never, never had a Butterfree. And anyone who says that is a complete liar. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the next few episodes we're going to be talking about are all in the same arc, excitingly enough. And um, this is the start of the Sabrina arc. So this episode is called Abra and the Psychic Showdown. So I think it's fair to say we might like explain why this is a bit of a, a bit of an interesting choice. They're kind of this early in the series. So if you know your games, uh, Red, Blue and Yellow... Um, there is a certain kind of order to do the gyms in. So obviously we've done the first three already uh, as, yeah. per the, as per the TV show. So you have Brock starting off, Misty, and then Lieutenant Surge. Those yeah. are always your three. Now, there is obviously an order. The next one you should be going to is Celadon, which is you face off Erica, who's the grass-type master. Yeah. And you have a bit of a journey to go to get to her, so that yeah. normally gives your break from like, okay, you're like going to be 18 to 20 against both Misty and Surge. Hmm. And you have a nice chunk of a break, and then it's like, okay, now we're in the high 20s against Erica until... Yeah, they, they throw happens. in a bit of rocket shenanigans at these yeah. points to, to stretch out the gym leaders then, which is off, which has been the case for all games anyway. Yeah. They, they often have the gym leader, the gym, the gym challenge and the plot are two very different parts of the, of the, of the, of the game. Yeah. And you just chop and change between them. Uh, unless there's a sword and shield where you just forget about the plot altogether and just go for it. <laughs> No, no, the plot's not happening to you. You're, you're too young for the plot. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, this really amazing graphical shit is happening off screen. There's <laughs> a giant Pokemon just off screen. Oh no, my god, you're guys... dyna- Dynamaxing. Oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> oh my god, we're all getting crushed. Please don't look at us. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, there's no sign of that at all. No, at all, no. Um, um, so yeah, so naturally Erica would be the fourth gym leader. The next one then... Technically, mm-hmm. is Koga, who's number five in the yeah. list. He's down in Fuchsia City, so that's even a bigger track down. Yeah. Um, because you have to go through uh, Lavender Town, Fuchsia City, um, all the there's a huge fucking route in between then that gets your levels up. Yeah. Safari Zone, Surf, and all this sort of there's stuff. Plenty to do. Plenty to do there, and then technically you go back to Saffron City to face Sabrina, and um, and appropriately enough, um, the way the game kind of works out, there's actually two gyms in, in Saffron City. There's a fighting dojo yeah. that was the official gym. And then Sabrina came in, wiped the floor with them because psychic types are fucking like dangerous shit in Generation One. Absolutely. Uh, they're broken, very, very broken. And what I like about it is that's kind of replicated in the TV show as well. They, they treat psychic Pokemon as if they're a unique breed that you have to be good at. Yeah. Like dragons. No, what's weird is they kind of did this same thing with a uh, with Gen Four. With yes. Sinnoh, that um. In the original games, I think it was Fantina was normally the sixth gym. Yes. And then when Platinum came around, she was retconned into the fourth gym. That's right, yes. I was about to say, yeah. And again, that was because anime. Mm. But that didn't happen here. Whenever we got to Yellow, they still were like, no, they still no, Sabrina is still way too far on. And the fairness, it makes sense. It makes sense that she's the sixth one because like... Um, oh, yeah, but or it could be the seventh, as we said last week. Like, yeah. You could have done it first. It didn't make sense that they gave her a, a retconned her team into an Abra. 
Yeah. She's like, yeah. she's one of the last gym leaders and still has an Abra. Mm. But much to the point, like, I mean, it made such a big deal of just Abra and Kadabra. If they had yeah. gone with the full whole hog of, like, here's all the psychic type Pokemon, like, she would have been unbeatable. The, like, if she was, if Ash was having trouble with a Kadabra, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to beat a Hypno, and he certainly wasn't going to beat an Alakazam. Yeah. So that's the way they kind of looked at it that way. I let, think let alone Mr. Mind. Yeah, oh Jesus Christ, yeah. I mean that 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 trick that tricky little boy, you Can't know. Even beat his own Female Mr. Mind yeah. in uh, Gen Two. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Is uh, one of the weird ones. Mm. Okay. Yeah. There you go. No, he's right he's right he's, he's right what he's saying. But um but yeah, like, like I said, it's it's I think it works for the story as well, what they're what they're telling instead of the uh instead of but this is a surprise they hit that Saffron City first and not like anything else. So it's it's weird. Anyway, so um, the episode does start off with an image of a girl in a white dress and hat. Um, we're going to see this girl quite a lot in the next few episodes. Um, she has a ball in her hands. She's sitting on the lap of this kind of darker figure sitting on a throne-like chair. Mm-hmm. Um, so very creepy start starting off. Um, the figure's eyes start shining red as it closes up on the uh, eye, which is a human eye. That's a, that starts fading in. And we just hear a voice that says, time for us to play. It's a good visual because in, in the kind of the, in the eye is where we see Ash... Uh, Misty Brock Pikachu they're all walking somewhere yeah yeah, um, and then it fades in from the eye to where they actually are which is kind of like a, a grassy area so bring us a bit of uh, transitions here for starting off like a bit of like actual foreboding which makes sense because it's you know it just sets the tone really well yeah it is yeah it's, it's, it's psychics you know it makes sense um, so the narrator starts to jump in from this point then saying that you continue the journey in a dark forest more than the danger is just around the corner um, and again, once again, they're, they've lost their way because, again, it wouldn't be a Pokemon episode if they got fucking lost. I mean, didn't they just say in the last episode, if they cross that bridge yes. and keep following that path, they mm-hmm. can get to Saffron City? Yes. Well, were they wrong? Well, they <laughs> ended up in a warehouse in the middle of nowhere trying to rescue some Butterfree. So, like, they got, they got blown off course with those whirlwinds. And, they, and so did the Butterfree, funny enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least some of them did. But uh, but yeah, like uh, the Ash uh, obviously stops and then sarcastically asks Misty if this is the way to Saffron City. Oh, you're a girl. You can't read maps, lol. Um, which is true, by the way, scientific fact. Um, so <laughs> Misty Yaki's back. <laughs> Just because I'm not good at saying the direction doesn't mean I don't know where I'm going. Look left. You had to think about it. You had to think about it. That was the worst part. It's like, shit, where am I? <laughs> um, we just tell, like, Burp out the head north. She just starts spinning like a compass. It's, it's gas. Um, so Missy argues back saying that Ash's sense direction is so bad he couldn't find himself in a mirror, which I think was... Well, I, I actually quite like that line, yeah. in fairness. Um, Ash then snaps back saying that Missy cracks mirrors and then Brock tells everyone to please shut the fuck up because even I'm sick of this shit right now and I'm constantly horny. Like, I have my own problems, and you two are just mm-hmm. completely ruining my flow. Um, and, yeah, they just keep going, like, uh, Brock says a line, neither of you just want to stand here and insult each other, and they go, yes, we do. <laughs> um, but then Brock snaps, saying that he doesn't want to hear any of it. So it's actually Brock that's trying to take control of the situation here, for a change. And um, as he's trying to keep, uh, he started, started to rant here at this stage, but they hear laughing from elsewhere. And uh, we do see a little girl. She's bouncing a ball through this kind of, like, local fog. Um, a girl dressed in Victorian era outfit. Yes. Which, you know. Not creepy. Not creepy at all. No, no it's, it's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, Ash then tries to say hello, asking if she lives near here. And she probably wants to be living in a, in a creepy ass looking forest. And um, the, the girl just giggles and runs away from them. Um, Ash then chases after her, again, desperate for directions here. But uh, the girl keeps continuing and she disappears into the woods, into some sort of level of darkness. 
Ashlyn shouts, shouts that they do need directions, but when she when he runs into darkness, um, there's a precipice. An actual cliff face just appears in front of him. Um, and Ashton tries to stop himself in time, but tips over and starts falling down the cliff face. So there's a really cool like shot here of like Ash like um, falling to his death. But Great. turns. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah. It's good, yeah. yeah. Shame it didn't happen. Um, and he just turns and like throws Bulbasaur um, back up the cliff face and conveniently lands uh, where he needs to needs to be. And essentially, uh, the <laughs> Denji Bulbasaur grabs him in the vines, yeah. and that stops Ash's fall. So, um, Brock, Missy and Brock then ask if he's uh, if he's okay, which oh, he he's is. just hanging out here. Oh yeah, but on dish. And uh, yeah, it's their second write these bad puns. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't use a bad pun. But then again, he was falling to his death. It's not really the right time for it, you know. Absolutely, the time for it. I I wouldn't be. That was a fucking. If that was me, fuck that. Like, um, and yeah, yeah, as he does. Um, uh, the uh, they ask if he's okay. He's breached of safety by Bulbasaur, and Ash then says, "Oh, that was a close call." And Misty and Misty asks about the mysterious little girl. Ash doesn't know where they are, but mm-hmm. we don't know where he where she's gone. But he knows where they are, and uh, you see the beautiful city lights of Saffron City. Mmm, taste all that light pollution. Mmm, delicious. And uh, Misty marvels at the sight of the um, of the inner city like horrors of Saffron City. Um, now, obviously, like being the being the original games, like Saffron City doesn't seem that big, yeah. but it's a map. Like it's brought, it's made out like a grid, so yeah. it's meant to be like kind of like a your 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 main hub, your main hub city. Yeah, yeah. It basically connects you to everywhere you've been before mm. at that stage. The weird thing is, I don't remember it being the biggest city. Like Celadon is the biggest city, as far as I can remember, just from from area alone. But Saffron is like packed. It's just nothing but buildings, so it Stone looks like a new city area. Self-go builder. Yeah, like, that's that's the center of it in yeah. a sense. Um, but like I said, even from the isn't from the um, arcade there? No, that's Celadon. That's Celadon. Yeah, um, and yeah, like, like I said, I feel like Celadon is like the biggest shopping center. Of Celadon. I know. I looked. Uh, I know. Sell because it sell it on in the shopping center. That's, I always remember it though. It. I. I like the way you think, but it really wasn't for that. No. <laughs> but no, that's how I remember. Yeah, where sell the it shop on. Was. If I ever needed to buy something, I was like, I need to sell it on. Yeah, but it was, it was fuchsia. <laughs> See, the safari zone was in fuchsia, and you couldn't catch a kangaroo. Fuck it, fuchsia, fuchsia. There we go. That works. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, as, as I said, they they've accidentally reached Saffron City, which is nice. And um, Brock then mentions obviously the Saffron gym leader is Sabrina, and defeating her earns you a marsh badge. So Sabrina. Mm. Um, Serena the Teenage Witch was a show I would have watched along the same time as this yes. program at the same age group mm-hmm. and there's an episode of Sabrina where she has a molly dolly mm. which is very much for how I I just in my own head canon yes. created the link that the molly dolly from Sabrina which is like this cursed doll yes. that is like trying to kill everyone is the doll from this and yeah. that it was created by evil Sabrina in the Pokemon world. But if you, like, if anyone is listening to this or watching this on uh, the various channels that Platforms, we're on, yeah. uh, have a look at the Molly Dolly and Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, and the this creepy little child from <laughs> this episode of Pokemon. In, in, in fairness, like you could be right because these did come out around the same time, and uh, that's not to say that the one didn't inspire the other. But like it, because they're in this kind of the same environment, and they would have been Japanese names themselves, and then translated in. Yeah. It could be that that could be a connection. Like you know, we'll have to look and see. But um, but yeah, it's a it's a curious one in that sense. But like Sabrina is kind of like the more she's definitely one of the more standoutish um, trainers overall. Like her her look is very distinctive, and um, she gets like quite a lot of uh, 
quite a lot of love in most of the uh, yeah in in most of the games as well. Like she's kind of seen as a bit of a big deal. Um, but as far as I can see here, I, as far as I know, she's not actually the uh, connected to Sabrina Teenage Witch at all. You I think know, so, but yeah. I think it's I, it, it could very well be just a coincidence. Um, in my own head, canon, um, it, I've made it a thing. Yeah. Well, just pointing out the air date for both of them. Mm. The Sabrina episode was Halloween 1998 for yeah. the Dolly episode. The air date for the um, Avaran Psychic Showdown originally in America mm. was uh, 7th of October 1998. Ooh. Ooh. Same that, month. Same month, yeah, that is a coincidence. Like, um, I'm actually just looking at, looking at it here. So, uh, if we are trying to flesh out this like shared universe they may have, like, <laughs> well, first of all, there's no black cat, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, but, but there is a talking cat. There is a talking cat. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, but uh, I do believe the actual name Sabrina comes from. Uh, I think it's a psychic, as in the it's it's a it's a corruption of that name. But it could very well be a reference to the teenage witch. Sabrina was also an Archie character. That's um, you know, like Jughead and yeah, ah, yeah, that that is what the Sabrina that that TV show is like was, was based on. Yeah. Um, and obviously in, in, in Japan, look, she would have had her Japanese name for a long time anyway. She was, uh, her name was Natsume. So I don't, I don't know if they kind of came up from that. But also fun fact while I'm here, um, in France, so in every other language, she's either called Natsume or, or Sabrina. But in France, she's called Morgane. And the reason she's called that legend? is Morgane Le Fay, who was a powerful sorceress uh, in the Thurian legend. There's also Morgan in Sabrina. Yes. Like I did this is all yes. And again if again we've on the on the Madness channel we had just finished playing Ace Attorney. Yeah. Please stay tuned for a future podcast where we dissect old episodes of Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean it's there if you want it, lads. Just just throwing it out there. We'll just leave that hanging. But um but again like uh, in Ace Attorney there's the Faye sisters yeah. and the Faye family. The mother is called Morgan Faye. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, it's all in a shared universe. So Ace Attorney all connected. Sabrina's Pokemon, Ace Attorney and Sabrina Teenage which are all yeah. in a shared universe. You've heard it here first, folks. We've just cracked this case <laughs> wide open. Take that! Take fucking that. Again, there was a pose in the last episode. Yeah. It happens, it's there. It's, it's staring at us. Right, so Ash warns us to be ready as we get our title screen. We get a shot of the uh, Hotel DX, which I found was a very odd name for a hotel. Yeah. Apparently that's where you break it down, I don't know. And um, pans down to see the uh, team. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> it took you a second. It took you a second. They're not they're not you back. Didn't listen back. I it took me a second to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think come on, we're on the low bros. I think I have one wrestling reference in per episode, like and and now everyone's been looking back on like where was the one from last week? <laughs> very subtle lads, you have to listen now for it. Um, pants down to see the team uh, walking through the Saffron City gates, which literally says Saffron City. It's definitely not replaced with, from Kanji. Um, Ash marvelling at the size of the town, but suddenly poppers go off around them. Yes, they are getting bombed again, shockingly. Um, Brock thinking it's some kind of ambush, because apparently that happens a lot with Brock. I mean, not even five episodes ago they were being attacked by Tentacle and Tentacruel. This is true, and they, so. and, they, and they did use explosives at that time, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely traumatised in yeah. that sense. Um, but instead, Ash is given a lay, a uh, kiss on the cheek by two girls in the wine outfits. The two girls say congratulations to the winners. Now, I'm not going to say this is a trap, but the two sound very familiar. I don't know if it comes across. Yeah. Look, there's only so many voice actors that this show hires. So. That's true, actually, yeah. In fairness, I thought she said, there was like the, 
I forgot to say this in the last episode, but the girl that releases the Butterfree that brought fancies yep. is clearly Misty's voice actor. Oh, yeah. And it, she just like, <laughs> she goes, oh, I'm slightly deeper because I'm a teenager. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, you're not fooling anyone, lads. And just a legit, after hearing that, I'm thinking, oh, they must just do the same thing. They just got Jesse's yeah. voice actor to do the two, to do voices. But um, Ash, I love this as well. Like, so Stacey congratulations to the winners. Ash immediately doesn't believe it, saying, how could they have won by just walking into town, right? And then the one rambles on saying, you're the millions, 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 and first, million, million, and second, blah, blah, blah. Right, I did the maths, right? So they are, in fact, the six millionth and sixth visitor to Saffron City. How do you work that out? Because it said a millionth, a millionth, first, millionth, a millionth, and millionth, and second, a millionth, a millionth. I was like, a millionth, a millionth, and first, millionth, second, millionth, third. So when you add them all together, it's six million, six million and six. Oh my gosh. Which makes me think that, like, okay, this could have worked, but you're doing them as literal palindromes. Which, by the way, if you're the millionth visitor to Saffron City, you're feeling fucking short-changed there if you give it to the guy <laughs> behind you. You know, and you have to wait for another million and then another two million. Like, that's just, yeah. no, it's, it's bollocks, like. And clearly they should have figured it out from there. And the two started humming along and dancing like it's kind of, like, the, obviously the Hawaiian tradition. And they must have had a trip to Alola um, while they were here, but now and ever. Um, Ash, this was them first off testing the water to see how would people react. And then 18 years later, they finally bit the bullet and yeah. left it plan. Like, yeah. Um, Ashton changes his tune going like well they're doing a Hawaiian dance hell am I to who am I to disbelieve them and uh, he says their look has finally turned around so we see a towering skyscraper that's definitely not Silph Company mm-hmm. some doors open with the two Hawaiian girls prompt the team into the grand prize room and um, doors close the two stand in front of it give each other a look and again if you haven't figured out this already folks um, in fairness <laughs> um, Pikachu has grabbed is grabbed by a pair of rubber gloves one of the girls drops the, uh, their, um, their uh, stuff Saying uh, thank you for the Pikachu. It drops her accent, that's what it was. And yeah. um, Ash then tries to uh, get it back, but the other girl says they've earned a trip through the warp tile, um, which again tells you that it's actually Silk Company because they are uh, using them. Actually, Team Rocket always used warp tiles they yeah. always, in all their yeah. facilities. And makes you wonder how they got that technology in the first place, but fair enough. Yeah, maybe they're working with Silk Company. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, can, that can't be the case. <laughs> Team Rocket in Silk Company. That's a, that's a conspiracy. No. That's a conspiracy, James. Corporate espionage and stuff. That's it, yeah. Um, so they all get shoved back. That pushes Ash gets shoved back himself. That pushes the other two onto the tile. They all get transported elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl then, now uh, with James's voice, has Pikachu's mouth covered and says, that was easy. Um, so yeah, it's very evident. I will say, at least the makeup on James's side is a lot better than, than no. previously. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were not a few episodes ago looking at his very fake inflatable tits. At least yep. now he's got his, like, his gear right this time you know he may he may put an effort into it this time although it does actually now show there is a pattern now of james cross-dressing yeah so you know clearly comfortable with himself seems that way yeah yeah there you go he's a very he's a very attractive man <laughs> and uh yeah he tries to uh, he tries to make it work whenever he can so the three warp into this kind of empty room with kind of like weird tiling on the wall the, the walls the roofs they all have the same kind of like weird tiling on it and um, ash still thinks it's the grand prize room somehow still not recognizing oh my people just been kidnapped and we've just been like warped to transport it somewhere in this building. Where's the prize, I wonder? <laughs> Missy then has to tell him, oh, dude, it's a trap. Like, pay attention. And Brock then is noticing that there's no doors or windows in this room. And we hear Jesse's voice speaking over to the speaker saying, uh, the warp tile is the only way in or out of this room. Model then moves in front of the team as the two Hawaiian girls appear on screen, saying it's the premiere. Prepare for trouble, make a double show. Now, what, 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 where, where, 
we heard that that phrase before, oh, folks? Like a lot of people say it. To be fair, like it's like one of those things where it's like instead of like hi bye, it's prepare for trouble. Make it double. Yeah. You know, it's just it's that is actually how we thing. say goodbye after these sessions. Yeah. That is how um, you order a coffee as well. You know, make <laughs> yeah. it <a> double. <laughs> and then so and then suddenly for some reason an R is written on your Starbucks like absolutely. <laughs> and I think this um, barista artwork. Yes. <laughs> artwork. <laughs> no, that's how it works. It's actually there's, there's a Starbucks in town that has an that has like a downstairs Team Rocket basement. Yeah. Which you have to like order the coffee, then find a poster, pulse the switch, walk down the stairs, <laughs> and you're there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So the screen says, "Please stand by." As they change their costumes, we see the clothes and wigs flailing all over the place, and they're back into their normal uh, rocket fatigues, although they're slightly out of breath and doing so. And um, Ashton finally sees what's happened five minutes after everyone else, as always, and uh, he's just realised that both have kissed him. Uh, on the cheek yeah so yeah that's a again it's good for James to be comfortable in his sexuality that's yeah. fair um, and he rips up the lane disgusting you know, kissing as he would. children though that's probably not that, that's a bit of that's a bit of a, a, a dash of nonce is what yeah. you would say there yeah very very strong dash of nonce and um, Misty and Brock then both laugh at it going like <laughs> some, a, a man kissed you on the cheek yeah that, that, that's not problematic at all um, Rockets then performed their motto through the monitor but um <laughs> what I like about this, they're doing the, the motto, and then the trio all get bored of it, and they just start having like traditional Japanese tea. Yeah. yeah. So they're around the table, the shoes are off, the whole lot like now. It's a I will admire their commitment to the joke. Yeah. To go like, hang on, let's get the tea table out. Yeah. Right, shoes off, lads. Let's let's properly. We can't escape from this room, but let's all have our traditional garb on. Exactly. Us. Yeah. I I mean like to as mind games go, that is uh that's pretty good like. Um, so Missy remarks the show is boring and Ash believes it's going to get cancelled in they have the tea up and they're being like real kind of like TV <laughs> movie critics so you know like fucking um, so Rocket takes offence to this and thinks that they've got something to get their attention and they do it's Pikachu tied up and uh, gags essentially with me out holding in position so yeah Pikachu's been held for ransom here I like it and yeah. um, Ash runs towards the monitor gets cut out as he demands Pikachu back uh, we've seen Team Rocket at the, at the controls Jesse says there's something wrong Mia says it's uh, to turn it back on because obviously that's how it works. James says uh, nothing is working. So uh, Meow says, well, this is what happens when you work with amateurs because clearly Meow is a professional in this group. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's why he has all the great ideas and good jokes. And um, Meow then tries to get everyone's attention, which is obviously elsewhere. Uh, and he then just asks, who's the little girl? And indeed, it is the same girl we've been seeing from the forest and at the start of the show standing Ooh, in the room. Golly. Yeah. Hmm. She's gonna get you <laughs> your mother played our games in hell um, Jesse and James smugly say she can't be here as they approach her the girl smirks and starts glowing in a bluish light which we'll see quite a lot in this and um, Team Rocket are then frozen mid-stride um, as they and they say they can't move Meowth doesn't understand what's going on and he thinks they've got to chill to the point where they've actually been frozen in fucking position so as he's distracted the girl has freed Pikachu and teleports away with it and uh, yeah so uh, Pikachu's free again now, typically we would do like a what should Rocket do here, but like there's not much Rocket can do when a psychic girl just appears and takes shit off you. I mean that that was the ray of any plan you have. Taunting Ash was a mistake. It was, yeah, it like, was. They could he have... probably wouldn't have even noticed Pikachu was gone for at least another ten minutes. You could have they actually could have made brought it in. Escape. So I'm put, putting my claim down. What would Rocket do? They should have just taken Pikachu and left and left. Yep. Ash, figure out. One takes an Pikachu, hour later. the other indulges him in the grand don't prize. Even, room. Don't even send Brock and Misty in as well. Yeah. Send them into a different room. 
Yeah, to be fair, like there's there's Spent so many ways around this. Yeah. Work tile, put him in a room. He didn't have a way out. Yeah, and like if they had just be lined it out of there. Mm. But again, like again, no matter what ideas we have, like it clearly it's just gonna get derailed every single time. But it's oh, like yeah. a girl, so it's just like it, it's much of a muchness. But at least, at least we have some mild suggestions for next time, whenever that may be. Um, although again, they're frozen for a while, so um, they could be could be waiting a while for that one. Um, so yeah, uh, they hear a giggle behind them as they're as the as Ash is shouting at the monitor for Pikachu, and the girl is there holding the Pikachu. She releases it back into Ash's arms and asks uh, does ask a question that everyone knows the answer to. Were you the one to rescue Pikachu? She nods. Ash is very thankful for that. The girl smirks again, starts glowing, and the team starts looking a bit like, okay, this is weird. Girls, little girls don't normally do this. You know, they're not all sucking psychics. So uh, she points at them then, and they all get teleported out of the room. Which was a random act of kindness, all the same. Uh, they appear on the they appear on the streets of Saffron City. There's a bit of a, a fog around them. So, for kind of full disclosure, I thought they were going somewhere with this, but actuality, they were just there all night. Basically, they were like it was night yeah. when they got in, and then when they were teleported out, it was like dawn essentially. Yeah. And um, which kind of makes you wonder, like, what was Team Rocket doing in that time? <laughs> like, some time has clearly passed there, or maybe they just like shoot, they were just held in a in in a in suspension until they yeah. teleport out i don't know um but yeah so uh, ash then looks around or i sorry i should say they appear in the street of saffron city they all look a bit confused uh, ash presuming the girl did something to get them out of there and brock quips uh, they should be okay once they don't win any more prizes which is fair and um, so ash does look around and sees a large uh, dome-like building and uh, it turns out to be the gym shockingly enough he tries to figure out what it is uh, but as he does this kind of uh, bearded guy uh, jogs up to them and says uh, uh, how could you not recognise the great Sabrina's gym Mama Babi he continues to jog on the spot as he's talking to them and Ash uh, says he wants to challenge the Pokemon League and he uh, and the guy says no you, you should leave Yeah. bad things are going to happen I mean in fairness there are more than 8 gyms that you can attempt we know there is another gym in Saffron City we know that like Gary got 10 badges by the time he challenged League that's so true. if you're seeing something, I don't know we're saying this, I'm jumping yeah, 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 up yeah. and saying this, but this is beyond Ash being able to do. It's weird, isn't it? You should be able to heed, and even Brock and Misty, former gym leaders, would mm. know, don't fuck with Sabrina. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Like, well, I, I find it very surprising that like all the gym leaders kind of like, at least in the cartoon show, don't know each other. You know, because like um, they're aware of each other. Like Brock said, he knew who the Cerulean gym leader was, but wouldn't tell Ash, give Ash advice one yeah. way or the other out of fairness. Mm. Like there was a kind of cult to it. He yeah. should know. Yeah, Ash, you're gonna get your ass handed to you. And even then, like as you said, like if Gary has ten badges, like he had to get them from somewhere. Yeah. So either he did fuck off the Jodo and cheated. <laughs> I don't know, but like even if if that's the case though, then like who who else was out there? You know, so like, more more than two because uh, Ash is the only guy who got the Earth badge at the end of it. That's true. Yeah. And I don't think he would have gotten the Cinnabar badge because that mm. was fairly rare for Ash to have gotten that one. That is true, actually, as well. Yeah. So. Like, again, it kind of makes a question. I think at this point of the show, they didn't, like... They had not set in stone that there was just eight badges. Yeah. Because, like, in other, like, series, they just go, like, oh, here's your eight badges, collect them, and go. Yeah. Like, they kind of, like, had written this in as if they could have had their own, like, as our custom gym leaders and so yeah. forth. Yeah. But then realised, actually, no, let's just stick with the game. It's easier. Yeah. And I think at this point, they were deciding, well, you could have had Thinking a choice. Thinking about all the characters that they've created themselves are, like, creepy old man... Mm. Hag woman, creepy old man, 
I, yeah. I can't think of anyone else who's been uh, kind of introduced introduced just in the Miss, misty with a lower voice <laughs> <laughs> other miscellaneous girl yep. like yeah. they're they're all just like awful there's mm. no yeah there's no creative thought gone into any extra player like so if they're gonna create their own gym it would probably be like an actual gym yes the leader is gym <laughs> Yeah, no, in fairness, that's probably why they didn't do it. They're, they're going like, they, yeah, like the TV writers are going like, okay, we want to make our own gym. And like the guys in Japan go, that's nice. No, no, really, that's cute. I'd love to see you try. No, no, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Go on, go on. Um, it, it's such a difference because, like, I remember what, reading the manga. And uh, again, if you really want to get into Pokemon, I'd thoroughly recommend the manga for this. Because, like, half the gym leaders are all in Team Rocket. Yep. And... If I'm not, I could be, I'm not going to try and wrap my head around this. Now, I know that Missy and Brock are fine. They're not in it. Erica isn't. Um, but the rest of them are. So, like, Lieutenant Surge is, like, a kind of like a, a boot camp. Yep. Uh, like a slave driver for them. Um, and I believe Koga is a trainer as well for, for, like, for Team Rocket. I wasn't sure about Koga, but, yeah, I know Sabrina is. I know Blaine is. Blaine, Blaine was the guy who made Mewtwo. Yeah. That was, that's the, that's a count of his in, in the manga. It's not in the, it's, it's kind of implied in the, in the, in the games himself. And I can't recall how he went the TV show. I think it just went with, like, a mad scientist gimmick for him. Um, and a, a guy called Dr. Fuji. Dr. Fuji, yes. Yeah, Which we will get to later. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was like a case of like, and Sabrina was like a top lieutenant in Team Rocket, hence why she's in Saffron City. That's the logic there, that she was actually part of the of the organization. Yeah. Which is a bit of a disappointment in the game, they never really tapped into that, you know, but I guess they just had like a miscellaneous challenge for someone else. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of interesting how like uh, they were actively writing the gyms as they went. So like you could have, if you didn't want to challenge Sabrina, you could have went somewhere else, but they didn't set that in stone in a sense. Um, so Ash asked him to, to uh, tries to ask him why we shouldn't challenge Sabrina, and he's just run off. He's just fucked off straight away. Yeah. Um, and I like how he's running as if he's holding a backpack, but there's no backpack straps. It's the way people jog. Like you yeah, grab yeah. onto your like your shoulder, your shoulder. pulling yourself forward, pulling yourself forward. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Come on, I've, I've seen people do it all the time. It's fine. Haven't we been all watching the Olympics? Exactly. That's, that's how you run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they have the band, the the, the, the vest straps. So you yeah. just grab the vest and yeah, lift themselves forward. So yeah. you either have people narrator running. Yeah, you're running the arms behind yourself to, yes. to make yourself go faster. We have to, we have or, to, we have to, we have the Velma run, which uh, Raheem Sterling does all the time. That's very, <laughs> that's very effective. That's very, very dynamic, and it works very well. Yeah. Or you, you have the people who pull themselves along. Yes. In fairness, like I do want to, to live in a world where in the Olympics, like you do have to do the hundred meters, but as Naruto. Because <laughs> I mean, how wonderful would that be? It's like okay, you, you've done like like sprinters have the wrong way, but they have to do it in a particular style. It's like that's that that's Japan. You miss a chance. You miss your fucking chance. Uh, maybe next, maybe next time. Um, so yeah, uh, they um, they walk in because Ash says you have to you have to enter the league with the with, with the marsh badge because apparently again maybe there's some badges you have to get and some are optional. I don't know. Uh, the door slide open. Everyone walks in. Um, Ash calls for everyone, but the room, which is all pillars and lamps, uh, mm -hmm. completely empty. Not a noise at all. It's very strange. Uh, Missy noting how creepy the whole place is. As they continue, uh, they stop when they see a green door uh, on one of the sides of the, of the walls. Um, they peek through the window and they look surprised when they see people wearing white coats, uh, handing spoons and others holding character symbols on them. So, mm -hmm. uh, we will find out that this is a psychic training camp. And I'm not going to lie, lads. I don't know why this like Pokemon uh, universe thinks that like scientists mm -hmm. or people who look like scientists are also trained to be psychics. Like that, like we have the garb is white coat. Mask. Mask. Yeah, we see a mask as yeah. well. Yeah. 
And so just if you need a reminder what year we're doing this rewatch in. <laughs> it's all normal now, but that one guy was ahead of the fucking He was a psychic, he saw it coming. That's why he was wearing a mask. He knew it was coming. Um and yeah. Please, two meters <laughs> Get away from me. My accident hates you. Yes, no, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm from. <laughs> but um but yeah, like so like, it's it's the according to the Pokemon universe, all psychics dress in white lab coats. And they're clearly white lab coats because they're in the same uh, gimmick. Turtlenecks, right? You've got your smart trousers and your smart shoes. That is your psychic uniform. Yeah. And I'm thinking, where on God's green earth do you dress like that to be a psychic? Where is the psychic laboratory I can go into is to get so, my training? Is it, is it to like blend in with the normal crowds so that they don't know you're psychics? Because like psychics, if you think of a psychic, like... Probably all frills and draperies and mm. sequins and stuff like that is what I would have. Tassels. Um, You're kind of going like a more like the kind of the gypsy realm yeah, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Maybe, like, maybe it's like a rank of psychic. You have the um, low tier ones who think it's all about pizzazz. Yes. And then you have the ones who are like, no, they're scientists. It's the scientific approach to psychics. Yes. Yes. And that's lab books. That is a fucking strange sentence to say. <laughs> anyway. Um, my fucking chemistry uh, degree is burning behind me <laughs> as I'm saying that. Um, so one person uh, tried to guess what was on the card, got it wrong, while another one tries to bend the spoon with her mind, and yes. she does. All credit to her. So Ash tries to figure out what this is, and at the end we hear like a, a man in a white coat and face mask approaching, asking what they are doing here, in a very strange, kind of like, meant to be, it's kind of meant to be like a European accent. I think he's kind of meant to be like a, a Romanian or kind of like Eastern European accent, because he's a very kind of like a harshness to the way he speaks. Yeah. Not Russian, but like, in like the kind of the Balkans is what yeah. I'm kind of getting from that. Um, and Ash explains he's here for Pokemon Battle the Challenge for the Marsh Badge. And again, we were talking about him. He's like a big tall guy wearing a face mask. So he's clearly trying to keep the psychicness in, inwards. If he opens his mouth, it's just like psychic, just bone, blue, blast out of You'd his mouth. You'd imagine because they're all using spoons that like his mouth is just full of metal shards. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You just open that and it's just all spoons. <laughs> The man retorts saying that he, uh, he, you want the challenge of great Sabrina, as if it's like a fucking circus attraction. Although in France, with her psychic power, she could make a killing on that circuit. And yeah. um, Missy changes topic and asking what those people were doing in that room. He scoffs saying they know so little and yet they want to challenge Sabrina. And um, he chuckles and holds out the spoon to the confusion of everyone else. Starts tensing up, the face goes red, starts sweating until the be- spoon bends by itself. Mm-hmm. An impressive strength, uh, an impressive uh, show of uh, psychic yeah. ability there. Um, it's just a shame it's all fake. Um, Ash asks uh, if he's uh, got a headache, but the man explains it's telekinesis. And uh, again, this is where we're, we're getting the, the fact that we're hyping up the stronger Pokemon here. You can't control a psychic type unless you can use telekinesis. Yeah. So you have to be able to communicate with them through that. Um, and uh, this is where Ash shows his complete fucking ignorance. He smugly says, telekinesis is good. He grabs a spoon and says, he has his own secret technique of bending spoons. And he actually just bends it. Yeah. Like, all the way. And he goes, bends all the way around, and chuckles saying, ha muscle over mind. Because I am a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and the other two are just like, going like, Jesus Christ, I, I, if, I, if I could leave now, I would. Like, Brock is literally like, almost like packing his bag to go home to his family at this point. Like, Seriously, I don't see why Brock didn't say, look, you're, you're shit. Yeah. Like literally, you're, I could, you're not fit for this one. I, I have a choice here. I have, either I have to follow you around for well, the rest. No, he's probably like Sabrina's hot. I want to see her. <laughs> in, fairness, in fairness, like she, Brock, Sabrina isn't someone that Brock falls for, which I find it kind of kind of find Maybe surprising. Maybe this is the whole Molly Dolly thing. To be fair, 
Yeah, maybe like but she, she like just. He probably heard about this Sabrina one. It's like, mm, that's a girl. She doesn't want. He doesn't want crazy. Yeah, but like, but he's like still like, I uh, can't say no to the girl. So I mm. want to see her, but like I let Ash deal with her. She let let him be I'll the just, actual. I'll go from afar. All right. Okay. I like that. Or maybe like again because he she she knows who he is, who she is. Yeah. Has gone gone through that phase and went. Oh no, she is. Nope. I'm not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not going near there. Talk to dolls. She's a freak. Um, and I'm already mo- enough weird as it is. We can't have double weird. That'll just get too much. Um, so, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter either way. Um, Ash says he wants to face Sabrina now. So the man obliges, guides him into an empty room with the battlefield in the centre. So it's a nice looking, like, nice looking area all the same. Brock's saying it's more like a temple than a gym uh, area. And Misty says she's got a bad feeling. Um, I wonder if you're the psychic type trainer here, Misty. Yeah, considering considering Starmie is water psychic. You know, just saying. Um, so, yeah, she... Uh, she uh, basically says bad feeling. Uh, oh yeah, well, Sarah does have a. So she must have some sort of intuition there. You think so? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe a little, maybe a latent bit of uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. So the psychic kneels uh, by some by some steps in the screen, explaining these trainers are trainers are here are here to challenge her. She also remarks why she would waste her time on these losers. Scoff, scoff. And mm-hmm. um, beyond the screen, we do see the kind of same dark outline from the start of the show. The little girl appears in the center of it. Um, Ash obviously recognises who, who that is girl looks up to uh, show red glowing eyes and uh, the psychic guy stands up in pain blue glow surrounding him obviously he seeks forgiveness in saying he doesn't decide who she faces and yep. um, he then runs away in fear Missy now reinforcing her belief something is wrong here Brock agrees asking who she could be Ash and asks if she is Sabrina again Brock being very coy here clearly gone like oh, I don't know who yeah. this is yeah no she definitely <laughs> didn't turn me down years ago shut up um, the girl giggles away as Ash formally challenger, challenges her. The girl speaks by saying she'd love to have a match. Ash remarking that this was easy, but the girl says if he loses, he has to be your friend and has to play with her. Okay. Ash agrees unconditionally because, again, he's an idiot, a reason that he have to ha- need, more, need to have more confidence in him. She may have telekinetic powers, but she's still only a little girl. Famous last words, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the other's going like, yeah, that's, that's great, that's good. Fuck, we're going to die, aren't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> evidently so um, yeah the, the uh, screen slides open and we see the little girl sitting on the lap of a taller girl her eyes open and says it's time for us to play as the doors slam shut behind them dun, dun, dun. and uh, what a nice cliffhanger to end the first half of the episode because yeah. obviously we had time for our ad break but it's also time for Who's That Pokemon thank you that was lovely so, uh, since you last left us here at Who's That Pokemon, James, you have uh, taken the lead. Absolutely, and I plan to keep it. Yes, well, you have been in the lead before. Yeah, uh, fighting words. Yeah, that is very, very much fighting words. Uh, so, uh, yes, this is my turn this time, so it's my job to try and uh, cut us off at the pass here. Yes. So, we will start off the next entry, as always, and uh, I'm going to take one from Crystal this time. Okay. So, next okay. entry is, when the temperature drops at night, it sleeps on tree trop, tree tops, hate that word, tree tops, or among roots where it is well hidden. Okay. When the temperature drops at night, it sleeps on tree tops or among roots where it is well hidden. Okay, I'll give Burke Bob the first guess. Cool. Uh, tree tops. Um. I think it's grass type. Or grass roots. Something that lives in trees. 
or in their own trees. Um, oh, something that needs to keep warm. So, James, have it yourself. I'm going to go with Tangela. Tangela, okay. You are both wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right then. So, the uh, next thing I'm going to give you is its height. It is 4 foot 11. signature moves. Okay. Sword dance. Psychic. Sword dance. Let's see. Now again, there are certain people that can learn sword dance as well. So yeah. we do tend to count this. I don't think I'm right with this, but I'm still going to take a stab in the dark and say... say is it is a bug type. So I've done my job. I've, I've stalled just enough. So um, yeah, so it's all to play for in the next episode. All very exciting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there you go. Um, right then. So uh, again, uh, it was only that giveaway. I, the way I kind of had this envisioned because I the moves were very obvious. It was like vice grip, yeah. fucking guillotine, all this sort of shit. Would have given it away. But my hope was that I'd be able to kind of get you to squirm until that point. Could like a bug type, and then the location was Safari Zone. So yeah. it was a case of like, oh shit, it's either side or a pincer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's enough. I'm happy with that. So if, um, if putting it in trees is hot. That was the thing, like, yeah. because all the other entries were about it's like like horns, and it's like okay, fair enough. But then this was like trees. Like oh, that's really turning people off. Yes. Yeah. As you remember, uh, in Generation Two, they had the gimmick of headbutt and trees, and every now and then there's a chance you might get a pincer. Yeah. Because it lives in trees. So yeah. There you go, makes there you sense go. now. There you go, it all makes sense. So, the second half of the show begins with the same shot of Sabrina and the little girl sitting on the throne. Ash mm -hmm. realised the taller girl was Sabrina all along. And she floats out of the throne, holding the little girl as she stands in the field as the lights go on. 
So um, again, she gets getting pretty top good uh, billing here as a as a as a as an as an entity more than anything else. Um, so Sabrina says it's going to be an all out one on one match. So yeah. again, in this kind of context, the gym leaders kind of set the rules here of what battle they want. Yeah. And um, because it's the same with Surge and, and so forth, so it's one on one for Sabrina. Uh, and Ash goes, yeah, fair enough. I'm happy with that. Um, the girl lets go of the uh, ball she has uh, starts floating in the air Sabrina tells Abra to come out and Abra does and sits on the field uh, Ash brings a Pikachu in response and they square off in the ring Pikachu is all hyped up for the fight but there's actually nothing at all from Abra it's nothing at all uh, Abra just hums its name Pikachu dances around it looking for something to do uh, Pikachu points to it and talks to Ash reckons, uh, reckoning that it's asleep or at least that's what Ash assumes sure because he's, he's always right well, in fairness, its eyes are closed. Like it's not doing; it's just sitting there and kind meditating. of just meditating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we all know, anyone who meditates is automatically asleep. That's how it works. Um, and and uh, thinks Sabrina is making fun of him, so he takes his Pokedex to try and see what the story is here. So the Pokedex explains, obviously calls it Abra, says it's a psychic Pokemon. It sleeps eighteen hours a day and still uses telekinesis powers in its sleep. So Missy says to be careful. So. Uh, we'll switch into battle mode here because some shit happens. So, Ash tells, Ash tells Pikachu to use Thundershock. As it charges up, Sabrina's eyes grow, glow red, as does Abra. Abra teleports away as the shock is about to, about to hit it, and it misses. Pikachu looks confused as the Abra appears behind it. Misty Cells is saying it's teleported. Sabrina remarks saying childish fools as she glows blue. The Abra starts glowing white and seemingly evolves into a Kadabra. Mid-battle, which never happens in the game. Um, Ash checks the Pokedex and gets a rundown of Kadabra, saying it's obviously Abra's evolved form, uh, with powerful telekinetic attacks. Ash complains it was meant to be a one versus one, but Missy says evolving during a battle isn't against the rules. It just never happens. It just never happens, exactly. No, sorry, it never happens against Ash. No, that's true. Ash, Ash has had his Pokemon evolve in a battle and it fine. Yeah, exactly. Just so like his Krabby and the um, Pokemon leak. Very true, yeah. They don't turn into the kingdom in a battle and everyone's just like, yeah, cool. I have a theory of why it started off as an Aberdell, but we'll get into it when we uh, sure. resend the battle. So, um, obviously, Ash thinks he can win if you can't teleport away from a battle, which is actually true in a sense. So he tells Pikachu to shock the entire arena, so he builds up this kind of like cloud of lightning that shoots down at Kadabra, all aiming at him. Sabrina tells Kadabra to use confusion. It seemingly redirects lightning attack back at Pikachu, reshapes it into this kind of like demonic head that chases Pikachu down. Quite good visual, actually. And the lightning eventually hits Pikachu, Sabrina follows up with a psychic attack. And Pikachu is lifted up and Ash thinks he's uh, back in the battle. He's, then he starts dancing. I Ash thinks it's a mind game, but he's a fucking idiot. And again, you don't even use psychic attacks here. Just uh, just show off how gullible Ash is. <laughs> and so as she says that, Pikachu starts getting hurled to the roof and floor continuously. And uh, after a few uh, like massive hits, Ash decides to end the match. Um, and yeah, essentially the match is over there. So, uh, based on this battle, this uh, I think J.K. Rowling came up with the three um, unforgivable curses, um, because there's uh, Abra and Kadabra, mm. and then you've got the the was it the Curtis curse where you yeah. can take over someone and just flip them over and get them to do mad stuff, which is what's happening with. Uh, Pikachu there. So, yeah. Yeah. You I, know, another crossover into a different universe, maybe. No, but I, no, uh, I know. I know that JK Rowling gets awful stick for being a being a wagon, but um, but the thing is, like, she definitely didn't have dibs on Abracadabra. No, they, I know. No, she a, she didn't know. go. She didn't go to like one of the a chipper down in, in Ireland and go. That's it. Yeah. That's what we should call it. <laughs> um, no, like this was actually one of the fun. Like this is the first battle we've had in a while. Yes. Um, and it was good. I liked yeah, it. It is fun. Um, so. 
here's how we so obviously when this happens we kind of like roll back the tape here and use the kind of game logic to apply to these battles to see do they actually work out does it actually play out as it should so uh, let's we'll do it a tell of the tape here so obviously it's a one-on-one -on -one battle uh, Ash will only have Pikachu here so uh, I have interpreted the lightning attack James as um, as a Thunderbolt I think that's kind of what they were yeah. going with with that so if that's the case um, we would reckon Pikachu is about level 26 yep. that's how it learns it naturally it doesn't actually learn naturally in red and blue but it does in yellow it's a very strange oversight now Sabrina on the other hand this is where it gets interesting because the Gadabra knows three moves that we're aware of teleport confusion and the psychic attack yeah psychic is a big fuck off attack right once you have that you more or less win the game in yeah. certain, certain aspects and um, are you saying cadaver only learns psychic at 38 it does learn psychic 38 but it also learns by tm which is in that time very true so it I, doesn't that doesn't mean it has to be that at 38 no not necessarily you are right in that sense but i'm i'm, I'm going from the logic of like well at pikachu's been clearly overpowered it would be more likely that it's a higher level yeah. So when like the battle starts off as Abra, I reckon that's an illusion, because Kadabra, like being a psychic type, will might be able to use some form of illusion. So I think it was an Abra. It was always Kadabra, but to lull Pikachu and Ash into false sense of security, make come across like Abra first and then show off that it's Kadabra. It's like, oh shit! It's an even powerful, more more powerful psychic. But um, that's my Fair that's my thoughts on it. But. Enough. Um, at least for the back for this for the purpose of this like uh, this uh, segment, we're treating it as if it's Pikachu versus Kadabra, basically. Oh no, I'd agree going Pikachu versus Kadabra, but I'd also say that's just to show how broken the psychic types are, and that this is them looking to show like Sabrina has that much control yes. over it. Oh, very much that so. She yeah. can tell it. Okay, you can evolve now. You can evolve now. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, we like if if so, then we, we, we can argue perhaps there's a there's a big level. I think there will be will naturally be a big level difference yeah. in this anyway. But um, a few little kind of like uh, uh continuity things. Teleport doesn't actually work in a battle. It only gets to you uh gets you back to a Pokemon Center in the in the main in the world basically in the overworld. Or lets you flee a wild battle. A wild battle exactly. So teleport doesn't actually make you dodge attacks, right? Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. But even then, right, like there's still a massive like level difference between the two here. Oh yeah. Um so we still even like pound for pound, like, okay, like Pikachu might have Tunnelbolt. he's not gonna have the speed advantage. He's not gonna have the damage advantage either. So Kadabra will wipe the floor with him here. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. So yeah, no, the the, the battle does play it as it should, and Sabrina would win. Uh so Ash tends to the wound of Pikachu and uh, he forfeits. Um the little girl then says he has to play with her and be her friend. The three of them start uh, glowing blue, and they get teleported somewhere else. Mm -hmm. We see uh, tumble down houses, shrubs. Uh, Brock remarks that it's completely empty, so it's not Saffron City, crucially, because good God, we can't have greenery in Saffron City. That'd be <laughs> stupid. And um, Ash starts running around, looking around, wondering where he is. Uh, he starts opening the door and just enters a house, as you do. Yep. Again, uh, very much a protagonist mindset there. <laughs> Um, absolutely he's just the main character in a video game that's it yeah, yeah. he's self-aware now yeah, that's how he gets it works. to go in and break all the pots yeah exactly that's how it works that's when I said the link there to that uh, game but anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he did, they also laid down laid down a dining table with pieces of cake that looked absolutely delicious Ashton remarks that Sabrina, Sabrina wants to play with them but they're obviously going to have lunch first mm -hmm. because that's that makes sense that makes sense sure and cake for lunch mm, delicious so nutritious uh, Brock says it's rude too, and he can't, but he can't wait for Sabrina here. So he tries to chomp down the cake, and uh, it turns out to be completely fake. Yep. Unintentional. Yeah, I'm surprised Brock was the one that tried to chomp on the cake first. Very strange, but I suppose someone had to, in a sense. They yeah. just rolled into the like, oh, you're hungry now. 
and breaks his teeth on it. Uh, Ashlyn walks into the bathroom and sees a girl in the bath, yep. which is slightly embarrassing. He's very embarrassed, in fact, can't keep apologising enough. Says he thought that no one was home. The pink Pikachu starts tugging on his leg, and uh, he no he, 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 yeah, no, look at the mirror. <laughs> and uh, when he does, he sees the girl in the mirror uh, looks like a doll because she has the red rosy cheeks, the kind of the wooden face. Um, the girl then turns around in the water, which is a bit creepy, to be yeah. fair. Um, Ashton remarks, she looks like a doll, and everyone going, yes, we know. As M- Missy and Brock rush to him, saying that they're in a dollhouse. Um, Brock explaining everything here is made of the plastic including the food and he's really devastated that by the way yeah the food more so than the whole fact that they're trapped inside this nightmare a seemingly do- massive dollhouse yeah um, so you hear this then this kind of like this uh, lead rumbling and it's Sabrina and the girl opening the roof off the dollhouse and looming very large over it so uh, the girl keeps giggling saying she can now play with them all hooray um, Ash thinks that she's after getting really tall for a little oh, girl. Christ. I mean, no, pay attention, notice your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missy corrects him saying they've just gotten really small. Honey, we shrunk the protagonists. <laughs> uh, the girl keeps giggling as Sabrina looks on. Her arm comes down to the dollhouse, tries to grab them, uh, and they run away, narrowly dodging her hand. So as they're running for their lives, they realise that she has shrunk them with telekinesis and are now trapped in seemingly her toy box. You mean that they're trapped and Sabrina's definitely going to play with them. Like they, they, they actually can't get out because yeah. they know there's no escape from this. This is where I think they missed a mark. Like they could have had any trainer that loses is in the toy box. And they could have had like areas littered with trainers that have been turned into dolls. Do you know, it would have been actually, now that I'm thinking of it, it wouldn't have been good if this was the end of the episode and the next episode is just them trying to get out of the toy box. Oh yeah, they could have. If, if they wanted, to, they could have filled this out. Like, they could oh, have yeah. had a, a four episodes into this, but... It's kind of a pity in the end that he didn't do it that way. Yeah. Because, like, imagine the fucking Gary Oak would have been there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, if, Gar- if Sabrina, if Gary got beaten by Sabrina, they all have to work together now to get there. That's pretty good, like. But Gary wouldn't lose to Sabrina. No, but that's, that's the thing. If you want, if this was, like, later on in the series, and yeah. you really wanted to show how strong well, Sabrina yeah, was. You, you could have your butterfly trainer, or your uh, bug catcher po- trainer, and your... AJ. Yeah. AJ yeah. would have been the father for that, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. It's like, goddamn fucking sand slash didn't do the fucking thing. <laughs> But yeah, no, I would think they could have had like a, a they could have gone real horror show with this. They could have, yeah. And shown like here's all the trainers that she's beaten. Mm, and they're all like yeah, and, and they're all dollified. Yeah, exactly. Which we will see in a couple of weeks in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, as we see, as they say that, then we zoom out to see Sabrina and the girl standing over this massive toy town. Um, stretching over a long table they're not money for that by the way but, yeah. you know, I suppose like uh, if you have the funds if you're a gym leader you can do whatever the fuck you want like, yeah. you know? um, the girl keeps laughing as she uh, sees her eyes are, are the same colour as Sabrina's which is a bit of a clue for what's going yeah. on here uh, everyone keeps uh, running until they reach what Brock says is a dead end but it's in fact a very strange like a family picture of the little girl and her parents which is again more little clues and little hints being thrown in here because um if you're not watching the episode, the little girl and Sabrina kind of has a similar hair colour. Yeah. But like Sabrina is darker and like the little girl kind of like more of a darker green. Whereas Sabrina is like much darker than that. Um, so um, we hear more kind of crashing noises then as they stop. Uh, they turn around to see the little girl walking towards them. They're actually in the town, tearing over them, bouncing a ball. And obviously they're trapped. She stops saying she wants to play catch with them. She drops the ball and it starts rolling at speed towards them. Which is a bit, oh shit, we're going to die. Um, so at the but just the last second someone appears in front of him and it's a jogger from before telling him to, to align their minds with him uh, his eyes glow red as he shouts teleportation everyone disappears just the, before the ball hits it's a Pokemon 
Yes, he is. <laughs> he's, he, he is, in fact, the Alakazam. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, th- that steals my theory I was going to Ah, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> that would have been good. Should have shouted earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's Alakazams! They're all to get me! <laughs> yeah, uh, I should have explained, but Burke wasn't wearing a tinfoil hat for some reason for this episode. This actually explains why now. <laughs> um, so, everyone disappears just before the ball hits the frame of picture and bounces back to the girl. She blankly says, it was fun, but they should play again sometime. As fucking, like, the exercise... I don't feel like that was even enough play. Like, if you're, you know, looking to play with dolls, you just throw a ball at them and they run away. Like, how can you get bored of that? Like, you want to hit them. She got one round of three-pin bowling. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's just, like, such a short attention span. Yeah. Mm. Um... <laughs> I like they were criticising now her attention span rather than like the, oh she's a creepy doll girl um, <laughs> she's a molly dolly you're molly dolly yeah, yeah exactly dolly. as if that makes it any better like okay anyway so Sabrina Sterney looks on at Depressionless the tree walk back to the real Saffron City Brock recognises straight away that they're back once they have their bearings the jogger looking on Ash thanks him for his help but Missy asks why uh, the man says that Sabrina is a dangerous Pokemon trainer warning he won't be able to help them next time because he'll be away for plot reasons <laughs> They'll be trapped in her toy box for eternity. He says to forget the crazy idea of challenging Sabrina and to leave Saffron City and completely forget the other gym that just happens to be next door. And Ash says he can't do that. He needs the Marsh Badge. So he's adamant. He, even if there are extra badges going around, he has to get the Marsh Badge. Almost like out of point of principle. He just needs it. And so uh, the man says he'll never be able to defeat Sabrina. But Ash argues he needs a quicker attack before she uses her psychic powers. Because with a psychic, speed is crucial. You know, like you don't want them to be able to like, to predict what you're going to do next. <laughs> yeah, you want to just you know, get those moves out before they can predict what you're going That's to do. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Just like, okay, we're going to go with the speed of life. Fuck you. Let's see how quick that brain is. Uh, so the man lifts his head and start, shows his glowing eyes again. Ash starts to glow himself. And he gets jocked. I mean, excitingly, drops him. He starts doing a thriller dance as well. Which I found Meanwhile, brilliant. Pikachu says, "Oh look, he's feeling he, he's feeling brave. He's even willing to do a dance." <laughs> I love that. It's more of a case of, and then someone else is going like, "Oh, someone didn't change her underwear today." Ah, uh, ah. Uh, someone called Delia. Oh, wait, she's not busy. Oh, I wonder why she's busy. Mystery to us all. And um, so the man asks then if Ash can't defeat him, he'll have no chance against Sabrina. Ash sorts himself out, asks the man about his telekinesis and if he can teach him to use psychic powers. The man points his finger and with a little glow, Ash is shoved away over to the ground. And this kind of repeats back and forth then. The man says, if you're naturally you're born with telekinetic powers, they can't be taught. Hmm, that's an interesting thing to say, old man. Uh, at an academy where people are training to be psychics. <laughs> Ash then, uh, yeah, to be fair, he, he, that's why he's not allowed, he's not allowed in because he just ruins the surprise for them, you know. But um, Ash uh, is content with that, ignoring the warnings of his teammates. Slowly moving towards the man, uh, he says he needs to have the guts to face Sabrina. He gets close, the man hurls Ash up in the air and down to the ground saying he needs to wise up. Guts do not matter when it comes to psychics, which is true. It's almost like brains over brawn or something like that. Must uh, mind. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Brock and Missy tell uh, Ash to uh, stop. He gets up again, starts approaching the man one more time. Keeps trying to freeze, freeze Ash in position with the next psychic attack, but uh, Ash keeps crawling towards him. And uh, at this point, the man kind of goes, ooh, hello. And so, it, apparently this guy is so stubborn and stupid, <laughs> he's resisting my psychic attacks. But I suppose like, if, it's an, if it's an attack on the mind... Yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say, is like, if there's not too much there to attack, 
if he's attacking the mind with Ash. Mm. You know. Like he's able to read Ash's mind so he can predict the attack, but Ash doesn't have a plan. It's like Fry from Futurama. Like, yeah. the, brain, the brain slugs can't affect him because there is no brain. Yeah. Thank you. Or like, ho- like zooming into Homer's brain. It's like. <laughs> Thank you. It was cold down there on the floor. Uh, so yeah, uh, pleading that he needs to beat Sabrina for the March badge, Ash grabs the man's foot as he collapses to the ground. Um, so he remarks, oh, you're one determined kid. Why can't I read your mind? Um, he says there might be one way of defeating Sabrina, but there's only one type of Pokemon that can defeat psychic types. Oh, didn't you get that wrong? <laughs> if he catches a ghost Pokemon from nearby Lavender Town, he may have a chance. Ash repeats what he said, says thank you and passes out as the old man teleports away. Everyone else runs to Ash, gets him back on his feet. And, and Ash immediately tells him they're going to Lavender Town. The man appears on a nearby tree trunk and remarks that this kid might be the one to finally rescue Oh my Sophia. god, he has a pincer. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's all going to trigger along. Yes, I'm the one pincer that can use psychic attacks. Look, he, he was cold, he went into a tree. Yes, it was a pincer that had action replay. That's what it was. Um, Jesus Christ, what a proposition that is. Um, the sun sets as the, as the narrator catches up on the plot, the mysteries of the episode. They set off, Meowth is trying to follow them with the frozen um, Jesse and James in tow, saying it's a real drag. Because again, we were so close. <sighs> we were so close to a Meowthless like, episode, but alas. Oh, yeah. And uh, James suggests they contact the psychic hotline to end the, song, end the episode. I do think that um, at least one of the trio should have been left behind in the toy box. <laughs> and that, like. Keep the horror tone going. That they, yeah, they, they have to actually come back for them. Yeah. Mm. Well, in fairness, they kind of did that in the follow up episode. Oh, I know they do, but they yeah. could have like won by Kept it one. going, yeah, yeah. So I just point out you could probably lose Brock sooner than you'd lose Misty. Perhaps, so, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's not like, I don't know, kind of getting ahead of myself mm. on this. Brock and Misty don't play too much of a role in the Lavender Town episode. That is true, yes. So you could have gotten rid of Brock, Ash and Misty. Now say right, we have to go get a ghost mm. so that we can save Brock. Yes, and so I, I see what you mean. Yeah, you could have just said like, well, or even if Brock and Missy were just like kept in toy box, it was Ash that was saved. Yeah, Ash has to do it himself. Therefore, that's given more character on him. So yeah, I, I see where it comes from. Um, but there's a lot of comedy in the next episode, so I think they kind of like kept him in to, to get the banter going. Some hilarious comedy. Yes, yeah. slapstick. Slapstick. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Burp was scoffing at Laurel and Hardy and the Marx Brothers there to spin in their graves. <laughs> she didn't like Tom and Jerry. Is this true? I don't know what you... No. I... Slapstick. Oh, you're very defensive. Oh, you're very defensive with this. Oh, oh hello. We don't have this. Hello. <laughs> oh, we're getting a lot from this now, aren't we? Yeah. I know. I... I... Itchy and scratchy. She turns off whenever the Simpsons have that off. She's more of a worker and parasite type girl. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, I will say in um, back in the days, I had a novelization set of a number of episodes from the TV show written as books, right. but with more of a view of from the Pokemon's point of view. Okay. So I don't know where I got them as a present, and I don't know what like what trolley they. Well, they actually off. like written in English, or was it just like Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur? <laughs> no, there was English written, um, but the captions were all in Pokemon. Ah, right. Um, but the um, yeah, you kind of got from the Pokemon's point of view of the net this kind of series. So like, what's actually happening in their in the toy box mm. in the next episode? Um. So yeah. 
James has it up on screen there. Well, there you go. How about that? So there. Um, yeah, but uh, in the next episode, it was particularly well done in terms from the Pokemon point of view. Yes. Like, having read the novel version of it and then mm. watching the episode, you actually don't get how... <laughs> One leads into the other type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually mean. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I actually just see it there. It was a showdown in the uh, Haunted Terror, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that, that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, Night in the Haunted Terror. There we go. I think I had the one for Island of the Giant Pokemon. But it's mostly from the Pokemon's point of yeah. view. So like in the episode, we do get to see what the Pokemon's point of view is. Mm. I think I had, yeah, I had the entire set. Wow. Yeah, this isn't really... I don't think I got it. I, I, I definitely got it as like, someone's like, oh, you like Pokemon, here's books. Mm. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, they're probably like fucking like antiques now at this age. Someone has yeah, if I, if I could find them, they'd probably be worth something. I yeah, don't know. absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, let's jump into the uh, Pokedex then. So we do have two new entries for the first yeah. time in a while, and there is of go. course Abra and Kadabra. So um, it goes without saying that um, Abra is obviously based off uh, the phrase Abracadabra, hence yeah. why the evolution. So here's a few things like um, you might find interesting. So uh, in the beta, now we mentioned like uh, some of the beta names for the Pokemon are quite funny, like yeah. LA and NY for coughing and wheezing. Funny enough, Abra and Kadabra were originally called Hocus and Pocus. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's what they were called there. Uh, and yeah, there's not much to say about Abra itself. But um, here's actually a question. Let's see if you if you kind of suss this out. Um, what animal do you think Abra is meant to be? Shrew? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Again, there's not much in terms of what it could be, but people reckon it may be a goat. I don't see that. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's it's a very strange one, right? So uh, it's kind of like a few little kind of contrivances here, but they also might think it might be an opossum because it sleeps 18 hours a day. Yeah, that actually that makes a bit more sense. And it's slightly feline as well, so you might think it perhaps it's supposed to be kind of a cat-like as well. Mm. But like, if it was, it'd be, have to be like a Siamese, but it's, 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 it's definitely not the case there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think the closest thing you'll probably say to Abra is as meant to be a possum. Yeah, okay. I'd take possum over mm. Yeah. Yes. I don't see a goat. I, I, neither do I now, in fairness. But um, it, it, I think the idea was that the, both of them, like goats and perhaps foxes, have a sort of a psychic like uh, attachment, if you like. They're, they're often used in kind of like a psychic, uh, uh, I, mystic uh, forms. But uh, I think it's an oppos- a possum as well, to be honest. If, uh, if, it, if it was going to be any fucking uh, animal, it'd be that, you know? I think... There's like um, I think it's a kitsune is a Japanese fox. And yes, it kind of looks like that. It, it's meant to be a nine, yeah. So um, same as like nine tails. Like nine nine tails, tails yeah. Kind of has the same kind of face, same kind of face. Spatial structure, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, and I'm kind of thinking that because um, in Zelda there's um kitsune mask in Majora's mask. Mm. And it's just uh, how it looked. It kind of it had a fox like face. Yeah, yeah. Abra kind of has that face as well. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, fun, fun fact actually by the way so obviously Abra is called um, is called in most of the European languages but in Japan it's called Casey right so the reason it's called that is because of a man called Edgar Case who was a psychic famous for self-induced trances okay so in Japan he's called Casey after a psychic oh so there you go that makes sense very um, now moving on to his evolved form Kadabra so Again, same same kind of gimmick here. Now, this is actually a very funny story to, to Kadabra here. But um, again, uh, in the base, he was called Pocus. Um, and uh, 
again, not, not, not very much like a kind of, this is more like a, a humanoid type mm -hmm. shape, obviously. The kind of whatever animal attachment is gone at this stage, but it still kind of has like a, that kind of fox-like face, if you like. And they've yeah. got the, the, the moustache is there now, which has been used a few times for foxes as well, yeah. for certain things. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, the symbols on the forehead and the abdomen are supposed to be for Zener cards, which is like for uh, ESP and clairvoyance experiments. You know, mm -hmm. like the stars and the, the uh, shapes and all that. And uh, yeah, so that's the kind of uh, the gimmick there. Now, really funny story about Kadabra, right? So, in 1999, uh, when Pokemon was released, Nintendo was sued by non-psychic and complete ponce Yuri Geller. Yep. What? Because of Abracadabra. Of Kadabra. So, uh, the uh, the Japanese name for for Kadabra is Yungerer, which is supposed to be a corruption of Yuri Geller. Okay. Right. So when Yuri Geller and his people found out about this, he sued Nintendo for using his likeness as Kadabra because of the spoons. Right. Because remember, like, Yuri Geller around this time was doing, like, fucking, like, GNTV and bending yeah. spoons and pretending to be really smart. And it is essentially a case of, like, well, you have spoons in the character. And naturally, Geller saw that as copyright gimmick infringement, essentially, yeah. and tried to sue Nintendo for that. Okay, I can understand. But, like, I don't think... He didn't win, surely. No. No, of course not. No, definitely not. But it was a case of, like... It was more a case of, is like... It, is it because he was annoyed that he was given a small penis? <laughs> now that you've stop hovering over it, James. Jesus Christ, that's awful. Um, no, I don't. I, I don't know if it's that. I think it's more of a case of if the penis Kadabra had was bigger, would you regain our mind? Why are you asking these questions? I don't want to know. Yeah, that's the stuff I want to know. Well, then you stop looking at it, then. Jesus Christ, <laughs> people. You're not. It's it's not necessarily there. How has this not been a thing that people talk about all the time? Bert, but you'd be shocked to hear not many people in the normal world talk about Pokemon penises, and we don't really want to. But they're on show, in this case. Anyone who's listening or watching this, go Google a picture of Kadabra and see its penis. Don't. Ignore just her. Better. Ignore this woman. <laughs> And our weird fucking fantasies. Anyway, um, so yeah, exactly. So Kadabra was uh, part of a lawsuit between Nintendo and Yuri Geller, which I find, is, find yeah. hilarious. But, um, but there you go. So a knock-on from that was that after that attempted, after the suing incident, mm -hmm. you can't get a Kadabra card anymore in the Pokemon card game. Oh, that is a bit of a knock-on, all right. Yeah. Oh my God, I definitely had one. I had a Kadabra as well. Absolutely Couldn't had one. Couldn't get one after that original set. Ooh. Oh. oh, that's cruel. Because I know I had a Kadabra. And I know my Pokemon cards are gone forever. Yes, we 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 were talking we were talking about it previously. Um, just to remind you, I had a, a Mew. Well, actually, I'm just seeing here as he just retracted it. Yes. Yeah. It was a year, buddy, six months ago to a year ago. Yuri Geller retracted the ban that was put on the Kadabra card. Twenty years is a long time, in fairness, yep. to to hold a grudge against a fictional fucking Pokemon. But there you go. And. <laughs> Yuri Geller and his tiny penis. <laughs> That's probably why the psychic in the game and the show had a weird accent because it was just the assumption. Well, like Yuri Geller has a strange accent. He's coming. Yeah. He comes from Europe. Let's all make all psychics sound weird. Um, but yeah, there you go, lads. So uh, that is the um, the first in the uh, story of uh, Sabrina and uh, the psychic Pokemon that dominate Generation One. Um, so uh, there you have it, lads. Uh, when we come back, we are indeed going to be going to Lavender Town. And our journey to uh, finding a ghost Pokemon to take on Sabrina. Because bugs don't exist. 
Bolts are definitely not strong against Soldier Type. Ignore us when you say this. Um, but that's irrelevant to the, t- to the time at hand. So, uh, thank you very much for listening to this uh, episode, and we will see you next time for it. Uh, if you have enjoyed us, obviously, you may be listening to us on the Low Blows Network, so please follow uh, for more of the same. Or you may want to uh, check out their weekly wrestling show where they talk everything that's been going on in the world of wrestling. Or maybe they're Ask Low Blows where they, uh, you uh, can ask them a question and they will give you a uh, definite answer. Whether it's a good or bad one is up to them. <laughs> no. um, or perhaps you're watching us on the Nerds Rose channel in video form. If, 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 if so, thank you very much for watching. And uh, we'll see you next week when we meet some ghost Pokemon. Ooh. Ooh. Very spooky.